The Gadget Guy on Cambridge 105 Radio. Thanks very much to Lucy for the last couple of hours. Welcome to The Gadget Guide. Yeah, welcome to Gadget Guide show number 242 with the latest tech news and then we'll look at the world of disruptor or challenger banks. Welcome along to The Gadget Guide, Rob Chipfield and Lawrence Mikalef talking about all things technology and we'll be talking about some of the newer tech-focused banks. That, that's not quite a word. Banks via technology. Uh, that coming up in a few minutes' time. First of all, though, it's uh, time to take a look at this week's technology news. And we'll start off in the storage market. Uh, this the latest from Samsung. Yes, the latest solid-state portable drive. Now, these aren't new ideas. They aren't new things. But this is Samsung's latest in their T7 range. These are very small USB uh, drives. Not much bigger than about four flash drives put next to each other but this one's a four terabyte drive now this still absolutely blows my mind that um this is even vaguely economically sensible it's coming in at about 400 pound bucks so not cheap but these are a huge amount of incredibly fast storage we're still seeing laptops on the market coming with a quarter of a terabyte half a terabyte uh, as their main internal disk uh, four terabytes is, an, I'm going to say, just an almost infinite number of photos or, or MP3 music tracks. Um, probably more relevant if you're working with video, isn't it? But we're still talking yes. hundreds of hours of video. Yes, and certainly for the people who are creating content, this is the sort of thing. Mainly, I would imagine, for them to use as their backup or you know projects they're working on. Rather than putting it on your main system disk, you could be storing it on this because... It has got all of the latest USB connectivity, so it should get with a good Thunderbolt or Firewire connection, or not Firewire, uh, Thunderbolt, Lightning. Um, With a good Lightning or Thunderbolt connection, it will get speeds comparable to the internal disk. And that does amaze me because USB, obviously, when that first came out, was a fantastic uh, evolution over anything else that was around at the time. But now with the USB-C connectors. So this, if you have anything that isn't an iPhone, is the connector you've got on the bottom of your phone. Uh, You're probably used to that for charging it. If you're in the Apple world, it's the uh, connector you've got on the bottom of your iPad instead, um, coming soon to a phone near you. Uh, And as well as being good for charging things, powering things, it's an incredibly fast uh, data transfer mechanism. It it amazed me using some of the, uh, the earlier versions of these external portable SSDs I could actually edit video straight from the disk. It used to be a sort of, you know, you'd, you'd maybe store the, the video on a, uh, a memory stick or something. You'd have to copy it to your system, do the edit, then copy it back. Actually, I could plug one of these in, and if your computer has a USB-C socket as well, uh, instead of one of the slightly older-style uh, USB-A, that's the ones that have three different orientations that you have to put them in. Uh, you get it wrong the first time, you get it wrong the second time, then you realise you didn't get it wrong the first time. Um, but if you can use a USB-C connector on both ends, that's going to be up to four times quicker uh, than one of the older USB-A connections. And effectively, as you say, it's it's rivaling an internal disk. Doesn't typically need, and certainly with the SSDs like the Samsung's uh, T7, doesn't need any any external power. It's just one short cable uh, from your PC or laptop um into the disk and suddenly you've you've massively increased the storage capacity of your uh, uh, of your computer 
Because you say PC or laptop, you could also plug this into your tablet or your phone. That's and actually true. use the content yeah. directly on those devices. Or maybe you've shot the video, edited it, it's on the T7, plug it into your phone and send it straight off to where it needs to be, wherever that's that is in the world. <laughs> I'll tell you what, that, that's something I'd never really thought about. I've, I've actually got mine. It's a, it's a rather smaller sound. You're going to pl plug yours in I've and see what it does now, I've you? never tried plugging it into yeah, my phone. Okay. But, of course, that, that's the beauty of these USB-Cs. Because they work at both ends of the cable, there's yeah, there, there's no sort of which way round does the cable go. Uh, and it does. I've just plugged it in. Um, and uh, it's popped up, says, OK, do you want to, uh, do you want to view your storage? Um, and, uh, and I can copy things to and from it. That's... Uh, yeah, that's a really nice uh, sort of side effect of this. Yep, and like I said, if you needed to get that file transmitted to somewhere, possibly on your phone is going to be the the uh, best way to do it because you're not having to copy it to something else first. And yeah, your phone very, can, can transfer files just as well as, as a PC could tethered to your phone. And also you can do it very clandestinely just in your pocket. You know, you can have that sitting... Um, just up uploading some photos. Yes, or video from the news footage that you've shot in some interesting area of the world uh, of uh, course the the four terabyte is not the only version there are smaller ones no. which i suspect for most people <laughs> you're not going to need four, ter four terabytes at all um even a, a one terabyte will probably keep you going for 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 most ordinary use cases yes um and a really good way of backing up stuff from your computer the other advantage of course of solid state external disks is they aren't susceptible to magne uh, magnetic fields in the same way as the old spinning disks were. Um, you know, if you've got one of those next to a, a strong magnet, then getting your photos off again might not be quite so easy. Um, and they're also not sensitive to being dropped or, or smashed or, or that sort of thing. Um, Even slightly water-resistant as well. Exactly. I, I wouldn't necessarily advocate driving over it, but it's <laughs> certainly got a much, <laughs> a much higher chance of surviving the odd uh, drop out of the pocket or laptop bag than, uh, than anything else. So there yeah, we go, course, latest offering from Samsung. As I said, these are not a new idea. SanDisk have already got a 4 terabyte G drive, solid-state drive out at the moment. It's about £485 on most online retailers, so this might come in a bit cheaper than that. So some uh, competition from yeah. Samsung. Definitely good to see. Uh, moving into uh, the world of music now, Marshall, uh, not the uh, not the aerospace company, but uh, no, the, the guitar amplifier amp company. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the, uh, the, those seen on most uh, most stages involving electric guitars, uh, they have launched a new portable speaker. This is a, a rather interesting beast. Yeah, a little Bluetooth speaker. Bluetooth speakers are nothing new. Uh, they are new to be coming from the likes of Marshall. Now, it's not their first foray into portable speakers. Their first one was their Emberton, or their Emberton 2, which was uh, out a uh, sometime in 2022, possibly the tail end of 2021. Uh, this is a slightly bigger beast, so it uh, promises more sound which is always a good thing if you're a uh, speaker amplifier manufacturer, um, as well as um, good dust and water resistance. So fine if you're caught in the rain with it. And I did like one of the, uh, the the press photos of one of these yeah. uh, little Marshall speakers just sitting in someone's uh, <laughs> swimming pool, paddling pool, something like that, <laughs> um, uh, and presumably happily playing music whilst uh, whilst floating there. It doesn't say whether it floats or not. I wouldn't but, want to risk it. I wouldn't want to risk it. But uh, 20 hours of battery time, so that should last even the longest pre pretty party. Pretty much anything reasonable, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the other cool thing is, because it's USB-C, it can be a power bank as well. Oh, nice. So you can charge it, but then 
use it to keep your phone Charge topped your phone up as you're playing as you're playing, uh, playing yeah. music nice yeah. the other cool uh, cool feature i notice is uh, the ability and this, this is so martial all over um <laughs> the ability to stack them so yes you can have a martial amp stack uh in your paddling pool um you can uh, you can link multiple speakers together uh for louder and yeah that sort of larger sound uh, and frankly it kind of looks cool um it looks nice, a bit like a, nice. a, a sort of classic marshall uh, marshall stack um, recommended you, retail about 270 quid probably your cheapest marshall amp you'd ever buy uh, it's true I, interestingly looking at the um the looking at the photos to start with i sort of went oh yeah that that looks about the same as one of the anchor uh, sound core um de- devices which are fantastic little bluetooth speakers come in reasonably cheap uh probably about uh i think they're under 100 or maybe around the 100 mark from from memory um the the marshall one weighing in it doesn't give dimensions but it does say it weighs 1.8 kilograms that suggests it's much bigger than the photos make it look uh, i'm just looking for the dimensions which is proving to be quite challenging thank you marshall for um you know making dimensions right there we go that looks more like tech specs uh so 109 millimeters by 230 millimeters by 95 millimeters okay so it's it's kind of a bit longer it's sort of half it's half an a bigger than one of the anchor ones yeah probably about do- double the that's, capacity that's quite a quite a heft in in a it's relatively got small two box 20 watt class d amplifiers mm. uh for the woofers and two 10 watt class d amplifiers for the tweeters it has four speakers in it yeah no it's it's, it's a, a, a chunky uh chunky boy certainly um it, just while we're talking about speakers, I, I did <laughs> did notice that uh, we were looking for uh, for some for a work thing. Um, Sony's range of smart speakers has an interesting feature now called Party Connect, which does a similar thing to the Marshall thing. You can stack uh, multiple of the, the the Sony speakers and link them all together. Sonos, of course, have been doing this for for ages. Yeah. Um, but interesting to see that coming to more and more of the manufacturers. I, I suspect that whoever it is that makes the Bluetooth uh, devices inside of them has probably implemented that feature and now everyone's getting it for sort of free. Um, but yeah, it certainly seems to be uh, the, the current trend for, for Bluetooth speakers is, okay, you want and more than one, just get another one, join them together. And because they are a amplifier manufacturer, they are giving the maximum sound pressure level of 87 decibels at one metre. That's quite a loud little box. It'll it'll, it'll be fine for... Yeah, you probably don't want to run a stage at Strawberry Fair for it, uh, with, with it, but it's certainly going to be uh, plenty enough to, uh, to to keep you entertained. Yes, that's the Marshall um, Middleton. Ironically, the largest of the Marshall speaker range. Anyway, uh, mo- moving on... Um, this is this is security time of the week. Uh, we seem to be talking about this sort of thing depressingly often. It's another company that has had a cyber attack. Uh, JD Sports this time. Um, they've been the, the subject of a uh, an attack relating to about 10 million of their customers' uh, customer records. So that's uh, things like names, addresses, email addresses, phone numbers, uh, order details, and crucially, the final four digits. Uh, of payment cards so not the hold card whole card number you know, not enough information for somebody to be able to uh, to make purchases using that information on its own um, but nonetheless a worrying uh, worryingly large amount of uh, data in there 
Yeah, affecting all customers who could have placed an order between November 2018 and October 2020. And of course, the, the JD Group includes JD, Size, Millets, Blacks, Scots, and also Millet Sports. Yep. And as to what you can do from this, the, the usual thing is if you've used, uh, it does say that they don't believe that passwords were affected as part of this. Whenever I say we don't believe, I, I'm i sort of inclined to say you should probably assume they were. Um, yes. So if you've used the, the same password on any of those brand accounts for other things like perhaps your personal email or your internet banking, um, then or another shopping good, site or, or another shopping site, maybe now's a good opportunity to uh, to consider changing that. Pop it in the password manager of your choice. Yes, um, and they have said that they will be contacting everyone who fits that window of data theft. Yep. Um, heading over to uh, the rest of the retail world now, because Amazon have closed down Amazon Smile. This was their charitable giving uh, operation previously, or one of them. It was a scheme where you could nominate your charity, and if you bought something from smile.amazon.co.uk, uh, then your nom- nominated charity would get a percentage. It was, I think, normally about sort of one to five percent, depending on on what it was that you bought. Um, that all got added up at the end of every uh, every period, and then your charity got that uh, that donation. Um, only worked as long as you remember to go to smile dot amazon dot blah um and effectively amazon have said it's not grown to create the impact that we uh, we'd originally hoped um the average donation to uh, to uk charities in the year 2022 was less than 137 pounds not great but um yeah sadly uh, 10 years of of smile and they are going well it's not worth the effort yeah um, it, it sort of feels like it was a bit of a a bit of a missed opportunity on their part. If, if it took, the, it took them until last it. year to get it working in the app, and most people these days are are going to app shop first because yeah, you have it, it in your it, pocket with you all the time. Yeah, no, no doubt the the charities that received these donations that was you know excellent news for them. They they could get a source of income they wouldn't have had otherwise, and. Uh, certainly, the RSPCA on on record as saying they're they're disappointed by the closure. Um, but personally, I, uh, if I'm buying things on my main computer, the number of times I remembered to go to Smile dot Amazon, <laughs> if they'd really wanted, if Amazon had really wanted to make a big impact, maybe they could have just automatically applied that to all purchases yeah. on your Amazon account instead of only the ones where you remembered. Maybe that would have made the impact they'd hoped for. Can't yeah, help but or thinking if you, they if you were checking out without being on Smile, it could then go. Yeah. Do you want Did you to? Mean to? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I. It, it sort of feels like they're just trying to 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 shave a little bit off the uh, off the bottom line, rather than really make it work for charities. Bit of a disappointment, but yes. There we go. Anyway, um, now talking about nothing. Uh, yes, the the nothing phone too. Um, yes, <laughs> we, our, our, we spoke about this a, a month or two back, didn't we? Well, last year, the London-based tech company Nothing launched their Nothing phone. And uh, there's now talk of, uh, obviously, you've, you've got your first one out, you, you're working on number two. And the uh, co-founder, Carl uh, Pay, has confirmed that there will be a Nothing phone two sometime in 2023, which will be more premium than the Nothing phone one. Now, it's, it's an intriguing phone. In, in a world where smartphones 
pretty much at a distance all look alike there's some slightly larger slightly some slightly smaller but basically there are uh, a, a sort of fairly featureless uh, rectangle with a few cameras stuck on the on the back. Um, the nothing is nothing like that. It's, <laughs> it's it's pretty much got its guts exposed to the world and is is proud about it. Um, some some delightful little uh, electroluminescent strips on uh, on some of their models. Uh, uh, on, on all of them, and those yeah, give you notifications. Uh, uh, and uh, you know the, all the antennas are on on view behind some transparent uh, uh, transparent glass. It, yeah, it is different. It's it's something to stand out from the crowd, and I yeah. I, I have to take my hat off to them for that. Yes, uh, certainly an interesting design. So it's going to be interesting to see what they come out with. That's going to be more premium in a version two. Um, yeah. Early days. Watch, we'll, watch the, we will watch just the space. Keep keep watching. Nothing. Yep, <laughs> indeed. Uh, heading up to the sky now, uh, and this is uh, the latest from Iridium. Uh, not a company we talk about a great deal, although they were in the news recently with uh, Iridium SOS connectivity coming first to the iPhone and then also announced by Qualcomm as potentially being supported in future Android devices. Um, but Twitter have uh, have upgraded their Iridium Go device. Now, this is uh, a satellite Wi-Fi hotspot. So the idea is it gives you limited internet access anywhere on the, the Earth's surface, uh, or indeed above the Earth's surface. Um, I actually had one of these a, a few years ago um, for, for doing some connectivity from very remote places with no uh, mobile phone coverage. Um, and I, I got sent a newsletter from one of the retailers, uh, GTC, and they said, new Iridium Go exec, uh, 40 times faster than the original. <laughs> For, it's true. That claim is entirely accurate. Uh, yep. However, it means it now achieves a whopping 88 kilobits per second. That is not less than 0.1 megabits per second. My home fiber to the cabinet connection at the moment is 70 megabits per second so it is uh one hundredth of my home internet connection um it's it is an internet connection it's not a cheap one (laughs) it starts at about a hundred dollars a month and 420 dollars a month gets you 250 megabytes of data allowance that was not a typo it is 250 megabytes but that is that data not a lot any, in, anywhere on the planet. It Rega- is regardless of ground terrestrial coverage from mobile phone companies or Wi-Fi. This is like, a proper proper use on the top of a mountain if you have to. It absolutely is. I can't help but think they are going to struggle a lot against <laughs> the likes of Starlink. Uh, although it is a lot. Okay, it's it's a lot more portable at, at being a couple of kilos, but. It's not a small device, but it is a lot smaller than a Starlink. And also, Starlink does need mains unless you are prepared to hack the hardware. Yes. Whereas yes, this is that. rechargeable. But I, I kind of, I kind of wonder who their target market is with this. Uh, the the press image in at least one of the the newsletters was somebody sitting on their yacht, presumably in the Caribbean or something like that, lounging out on the the front deck of the yacht. Looked lovely. Um, with one of these next to them. If, if you're, you're on the, the yacht, you'd put a, up a yacht, Starlink. You've got a Starlink. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is going to be your 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 uh, jungle basher who's on foot 
or your mountaineer yes. who's going out and about in the wilderness where there is no coverage of any sort. But yet... Your, your actual modern-day explorer who wants something that they can send a I'm okay or send a send, send food to this location or send help. But my... I I think you're you're sort of half right. My argument there is if you if those are the sorts of things you want to do, you don't need full internet connectivity. You use something like the uh, the Garmin InReach devices, which use the same satellites. They give you the same coverage. They're a tiny fraction of the cost, a tiny fraction of the size, tiny fraction of the weight, and they give you the 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 text messaging. Ah, um, oh, maybe the, it's the, if you're if you're out doing a survey and you need to upload how many gorillas you have seen in the mist today. Yes, and I, I think that must be it because there is a there's a very small middle ground between mm. you need more than a text message, but 250 megs was probably enough to load Twitter timeline for one day. Um, <laughs> you know, the, the, there's it's a pretty specialised use case sat in the middle there. I, I think they're probably feeling the pinch from both sides. Uh, yeah. And and trying to get some new technology Not out to, to stay alive. Not a unit in its own right at around twelve hundred to fifteen hundred quid. Yep, indeed. So uh, Iridium Go Exec Hotspot, if uh, <laughs> if that's the sort of thing you need. Uh, yeah. We'll leave you finally uh, with the tech news um, and head into the gaming world. This is uh, the latest showcase, E three gaming showcase. Um, not this year, featuring Nintendo, Microsoft. Or Sony. So, in other words, the big console manufacturers. Yes. Uh, E3, of course, normally held in the middle of the year. Uh, this year, uh, still um, semi-hybrid. It's a lot more in-person than it has been, obviously, for the last few years. Uh, but it will be held in June at the Los Angeles Convention Center and is the video game industry's main marketing platform where they show off all the new stuff, the new hardware, the new software, the new games, the new accessories as well to run with your games. Maybe um, less of the new hardware this year. Well, certainly less of the new mainstream hardware if the three main hardware manufacturers are going to be uh, conspicuously absent. Yep. And then finally, we've got the, uh, the, the announcement of the MetaQuest Pro. Meta, of course, the parent company behind Facebook. Um, and the, the Quest being their VR headset. So this is something they are going all in on in terms of research and development. We've spoken about this in the uh, in the past, the Metaverse. Um, and their latest VR headset is here, starting at a mere £1,300. That's £200 off at the moment. It's on offer. Normally £1,500. Yes. Um, <laughs> so remind me, which, which of the VR companies was it that that Meta acquired a few years back? It was Oculus. Oculus, thank you. So this is um, the latest... Presumably basically. the latest revision from, yeah. from, from that. Yeah. It does look very nice. They're interestingly on their um, uh, sort of uh, promo page for it. It is focusing as much on things like 3D design and uh, collaborative working as it is gaming. Yes, because it is augmented as well as a virtual reality. So you can use it in see-through mode where you can effectively project what you're working on onto your surroundings yeah uh so meta still going very much on the uh, the vr ar world at the same time as we're hearing microsoft effectively disbanding their hololens um ar team so 
watch watch this space to see how that develops. Anyway, we've got all the latest uh, talking about the new upcoming tech-enabled banks. Uh, maybe you've heard of the, the likes of Curve and uh, Monzo and so on after the break. Cambridge 105 Radio. New to Cambridge 105 Radio. Queer Cambridge, a programme for the LGBTQ community. There's topical discussion, a look at queer news nationally and locally, and the lowdown on LGBTQ events in the city. Queer Cambridge, Wednesday at 6 on Cambridge 105 Radio. Listen live on Radio Player. Do you already have a solar energy system or an electric vehicle on Octopus Go? Are you looking to beat the cost of living increases? A battery storage system from Residential Renewables can store your excess solar electricity. It can even store national grid power overnight when it's cheaper for you to use during the daytime when rates are higher. A Residential Renewables battery storage system can help you reduce your carbon footprint, increase your resilience to power outages. And if you're on Octopus Go with a six-hour window to charge your EV overnight, our systems can make savings of up to £5 per day on your household electric energy bills. Our systems come in a range of sizes to suit your energy needs and all come with a 10-year warranty. To find out more and to arrange a quote, email james at residentialrenewables.co.uk or visit residentialrenewables.co.uk. If you're like me, you've got a family and a business and you want to protect what's most important when the chips are down. With Woodfine Solicitors, that's exactly what happens. I got a bespoke legal service from a friendly expert team. They really listened to what was going on and tailored their recommendations to my situation, which was, well, that's another story. Anyway, the best thing was that it all happened online. A few simple clicks and I had my quote. That freed up time to focus on everything else. Get the help you need when you need it most. Visit woodfinds.co.uk or call Cambridge 411421. Woodfinds, cutting through the red tape. Cambridge 105 Radio. You're listening to The Gadget Guide on Cambridge 105 Radio with Robin Lawrence. And we're talking now about some of the um, upcoming, either they've they've upcome in in some of these cases, um, but challenger banks. And let's just be really clear uh, at the start of this. We are not financial advisors. None of this is financial advice. We're not recommending any products over any other products. Go and do your own research. We're going to be you know, talking about some of the offerings, but not purporting to say any of them are right for you. So please do talk yes. to an independent financial advisor if you're uncertain about any of that. Always there we go. choose products that are appropriate to your financial needs and circumstances. Yeah, we have terms, we, we and, have kept, terms and conditions kept, and small print. Yes, <laughs> we've kept the uh, kept the folks at Ofcom happy with that, um, and so onwards. Um, everything we're talking about now over the next few minutes is registered with the Financial Conduct Authority, and they're authorised to operate in the UK as of the start of 2023. Um, and do look out for the FSCS mark, that's the Financial Services Compensation Scheme, and that's going to protect any deposits up to £85,000. And that's protected by the FSCS themselves, so it doesn't matter if the institution that holds the deposits goes out of business and goes bankrupt, your money is protected by a third party in that instance. The FSCS uh, mark is quite important in that regard. Yeah. So let's start with the simple stuff. Uh, What is a challenger or a disruptor bank? It's something that we occasionally hear talked about on the news, but what what does it actually mean? Uh, They don't have 
bank branches now of course uh, arguably <laughs> conventional not, 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 the banks. other ones do anyway <laughs> are going a bit that way but no they have never had generally a high street bank um, premises that you can walk into most of the uh, interaction is done via apps on mobile devices and most of them are fairly new young companies but also generally young staff and young startup uh, CEOs CFOs and investors who have actually built these banks from scratch now, the, the online thing was an interesting point because something that sort of surprised me and frustrated me a little bit in my experience of, of using some of these products is that online doesn't just mean on the internet. It normally means on your mobile, uh, on your mobile device, whether that's a, an iPhone or an Android, rather than on a web page. And now that's yeah. not that's not true across all of them. Um, but certainly one of the uh, one of the banks that I use for a, a savings account is only mobile app based. You can only sign up on your mobile phone. You can only get your, uh, your account on a mobile phone. You can't do any of that on your computer, even with an internet connection. And there's some good reasons for that, and a lot of it is around security. On our mobile phones, we can do a lot more about verifying who you are. So we can do things like making sure that your phone has to have a fingerprint or a PIN number or a password to unlock it which means it's more secure than your average desktop PC because how many people set a password on their computer at home? Well, I'm possibly an exception there. <laughs> yeah, you, th those of us who work in tech uh, yeah. probably do. Your home computer, general family PC is not necessarily going to have security. So improving the security, but then including things like a camera for digital verification of who you are on opening accounts. All of those sort of things are easy to do on a mobile device. A lot and more tie, to do on tying a PC. you back to a a mobile phone number in yes. in the device itself is uh, yes. is part of the the sort of verification stuff as well so, as geolocating and making sure that you are where you claim to be and you're not in a different country when you try to open a UK bank account and you should be in the UK to do that. So so why might we want to look at one of these products? Well, uh, it's online banking. It's anytime, anywhere on your phone. I say anywhere because once you've opened a UK bank account, you can use it anywhere in the world. Quite useful for people who haven't got a fixed address. So students mm, certainly yes. are big fans of these because you don't have to have a proof of address to open accounts with a lot of these. A lot of them will take uh, mum and dad's address and your passport and they're quite happy with that and they will then send your card to wherever you need it to be. Cheaper foreign transaction costs, another one that's very popular for our international visitors and international students who are going to be here for a few years, need a bank account because you can't do these days much without a bank account. But you maybe want to receive and send money in and out the country and not be ripped off on fees. And of course, on the flip side, anyone that does a lot of travel, um, this is not a, a new concept, but generally speaking, if you're going abroad uh, using a credit or debit card, um, a lot of these challenger banks are a uh, a more efficient way of doing that. Uh, we've now lost the ability for, for all of the other banks. Um, they are not typically charging a, uh, a sort of detrimental exchange rate, but they are typically applying a transaction charge uh, of a percent or two. So effectively, by using one of the cards that doesn't do that you can save one or two percent off any of your holiday purchases which is uh, is quite useful a couple of other things a lot of them have got reward programs with discounts on shopping or travel points as cash back um for the sole traders in the small business free business banking which i know a lot mm. of smaller businesses have been hit by high street banks going 
and there's now a fee, a monthly fee, because you're a business account, which really sucks for small businesses. So yes. sometimes these disruptor banks can be a nice saving for sole traders. And so, uh, drawbacks. Uh, just well, one one more on the good things uh, before mm -hmm. we go on to that, um, which is that less on the sort of day to day banking side of things. But if you are looking to to save money um, in a sort of cash savings rather than investment uh, basis, then a lot of the kind of the best instant access cash savings accounts are actually with some of these disruptor banks in an yeah. online only form rather yeah. than necessarily the the kind of traditional high street bank that you maybe use for uh, for your current account. Right, drawbacks, I said. No physical presence. Yeah, that can be a drawback because depositing cash can be a challenge. Now, some of them are partnered with the post office, so you can deposit there. Larger checks can be an issue as well. A lot of them have a take a photo of a check to deposit it, but that might have a limit. Limits on cash withdrawals from ATMs. Sometimes there are fees as well. Some of the features might be a subscription, so there might be a monthly cost, but some of those... Uh, features are worth paying for and then sometimes we've got to think about is it a higher risk is this bank going to be around in a year or five years however as long as they are signed up to that fcs fscs mark your money is safe yeah so you shouldn't yeah you shouldn't lose your money but there's still the convenience factor particularly if you've got things like direct debits or standing orders um if you need to to move over to a different bank account if the the, the provider that you've chosen goes away, um, that could be a hassle, not necessarily at the time that you uh, that you want it. Um, should should say there's no reason that you can only have one bank account, so you may be able to to take advantage of one of these uh, challenger accounts and still keep your existing bank account uh, with your current bank in parallel, and that can can sort of limit some of these uh, these issues. So we'll take a look into some of the offerings on the market at the moment, in a moment. Cambridge 105 Radio. Tuesday nights on Cambridge 105 Radio, Gary Blue plays blues the old-fashioned way, remembering the history of the music and its fascinating stories. Fairy Lewis was born in 1893, and apparently he gained the nickname Furry because, as a child, he refused to get his hair cut. The Blue Show with Gary Blue, Tuesday at 11pm on Cambridge 105 Radio. Listen live on Radio Player. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to fly in the slipstream of heroes over Cambridgeshire? To fly a real warbird that trained most of the pilots in World War II? To feel the G-force as you experience what it was like to fly during the Battle of Britain? T6 Harvard offer a range of experiences from local World War II airfields such as Falmere or Peterborough-Connington. We offer bespoke flights where you can overfly your house and even do a victory roll. A T6 Harvard flight makes the perfect Christmas gift or birthday present. Fly are available throughout the year and we've a range of packages available. Find out more and book online at t6harvard.com. That's T, the number six, harvard.com. Terms and conditions apply. Cambridge for Ukraine volunteers are currently working closely with the University of Cambridge to provide accommodation for scholars from Ukraine. The University of Cambridge has set up the Ukrainian Academic Support Scheme, which aims to bring to the UK up to 20 postgraduate research students and academics from Ukraine, irrespective of nationality, to continue their studies and research in Cambridge for a period between 6 to 12 months. 
We're looking for people to host one or more academics or postgraduate research students from Ukraine for a minimum of six months. The hosts will receive £350 per calendar month for up to 12 months from the government. If you'd like to receive more information about the scheme, please visit cambridge4ukraine.uk slash host. That's Cambridge, the number four, ukraine.uk slash host. Cambridge 105 Radio. Where you're listening to the Gadget Guide and we're talking tech-enabled banks. These are the, the, the sort of upcoming challenger banks. Uh, reminder, this is not financial advice. You should go and do your own research as to whether any of these are suitable for your needs. Um, but a quick look at some of the stuff on the market. All of this is authorised at the time that we record this uh, to operate in the UK. And we'll start off with, uh, with Revolut. Probably one of the better known disruptor banks because they were one of the first ones out the out the door. And right, the caveat, they are not FSCS protected for deposits because they are not technically a bank in the UK, but they are an e-money institution. Safeguarding laws in the UK mean that they do have to protect all deposits by putting them in a UK bank. So another UK bank is holding your money. Uh, which effectively underwrites and protects those deposits. So it's not as protected as FSCS, but it is still protected under UK laws. Now, the the real headline figure, and we alluded to this earlier, is with Revolut, you get that sort of sending and receiving in 29 currencies without any hidden fees. There's no transaction fees. They show you the exchange rate before any transfers happen. And that does mean that's going to be pretty useful um, for anyone doing a lot of travelling or you know coming into and out of the country for for whatever reason. Um, different plans. Some of these are chargeable, which might be a bit of a surprise to someone coming from a, a traditional high street bank where it's you get a basic so, bank account for for free. All all of these banks have a free plan. You get a basic account with all the free plans. The plus and the premium packages from everyone that we're going to talk about add more facilities, give you more benefits, uh, possibly a higher interest rate on the savings side of the account, possibly more cards if you're talking about a multi-person account. Multi-person accounts quite interesting from Revolut. They've got a teenager and youngsters package with an under-18s app so that your uh, younger members of the family can start banking early because cash is becoming more of a, uh, uh, an old thing and also a specific portion for the under 12s where your parent creates a main account the kids get a sub account off the parents account but really they get like their that. own card yeah i think that's a really nice idea because it, it means that you can start you know giving people experience of, of financial transactions whilst keeping uh, full oversight of that uh, starling then yeah, another to one that. to look at. Starling are quite good. Um, cash deposits can be done free at the post office is one of their unique selling points. They are FSCS protected. They have a very good business bank offering as well. Free business banking, great for small businesses, as well as obviously offerings for uh, man on the street individuals. Monzo Bank, probably best known for the hot pink coral coloured cards, another <laughs> FSCS yep. regulated bank. I'm sure everyone has seen a Monzo card in the flesh. One of the newer comers to the market, Chase, um, who are part of the JP Morgan Banking Group. Uh, Chase Manhattan, you might have heard of being an American bank, and they have moved into the UK market, full FSCS protected proper UK bank. Interesting, they're offering 1% cash back on all purchases for one year from opening the account. There are um, some exclusions. 
that that is interesting uh, because that means that it's a, a, a pretty you know if you're somebody who does like to to kind of keep on top of things always moving around to get the best deal that certainly for your first year uh is potentially a, a very attractive offer uh, savings also pretty good 2.7 yeah. percent that's uh i think probably not quite the top rate on the market but certainly uh certainly one of the more attractive options and lastly curve curve is an interesting one it's technically not a bank it's a fronting system where you put a curve card in front of two other cards so there's no actual can... no actual money stored in curve nope. is that they just act as a proxy for your cards but it does mean that you can enable your cards on things like smart watches and so on where that bank might not actually provide that facility so it can be quite a niche useful one to put in front of your conventional bank also uh, another use case for for curve as well as uh uh, cheaper foreign transactions um, is the ability to move things from one of those uh, sort of backing cards to a different one. So if you're somebody who has perhaps a business credit card, uh, you're out and about traveling, you just use your curve card and then you can decide after the fact, oh, actually that was a personal purchase or that was a business one and move the transaction to the correct backing account um, to go through the appropriate expense claims and, uh, and that sort of thing. So an interesting list of banks to look at. Um, and of course, nothing stops you having multiple ones of these, having a go, trying them out, because most of them have, as we said, a free offering. So you can open an account, play with it. If you don't like it, close it. Yep. And normally something you can do just signing up from a mobile device uh, without having any other documentation, uh, assuming all of the, the various security checks and uh, financial checks all uh, all go according to plan, then you can get a, a card through the post in a few days time. There we go. That's uh, that's a look at the world of, uh, of technology enabled uh, banks on the Gadget Guide. We'll be back in a couple of weeks time. Cambridge 105 Radio.